Welcome back to another episode of Design with Desai. I'm your host, Chetna Desai. Each week, I interview designers who have made careers out of their artistry. I talk about their mentors, their mentees, and tips for those getting started in the field. This week, I have Mark Hoffling, a production designer and an art director who has worked on Disney films like Descendants and High School Musicals. Hi, I'm uh, Mark Hoffling. I'm a freelance production designer and uh, I work in the film business and have made uh, several projects you might be familiar with if you are familiar with Disney. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. As you know already, our show is for the people just getting started in the art design and building relationships in the industry. Mm. Um, so our listeners are excited to know all about how you got started in art design. Uh, it's, uh, I, I know our time is brief and it's kind of a funny story, so I'll try to keep it as short as I can. Uh, I, uh, when I was, I think eight years old, my dad took me to see, uh, Star Wars episode four, A New Hope, um, in the theater the day it came out in, uh, 1977 and it blew my mind. And, uh, he leaned over and said to me, there's people who make all that stuff, you know, and it was just like that, like a switch went off and I knew that's what I had to do. Well, um, we, you know, we live in, I'm from a, a kind of a small town that's kind of a backwater place. And we didn't really have um, uh, a lot of, my family didn't really have an idea on how to help me get to that place to get into the business. And where I lived, there wasn't a business. Uh, and my family also kind of hoarded used building materials, which is a strange little aside, and stacked them next to a freeway on this piece of property. Well, lo and behold, an art director for Halloween 5 was in town. They were randomly making Halloween five here and saw that material and knew he needed, he wanted it to build a set up in the mountains, like a mountain man shack and got a hold of my dad and said, you know, what, what do you want for this material? And my dad said, well, I've got this weird kid. I was 19 at the time. So it was just like 11 years after I saw star Wars <laughs> and the, the guy, and he said, what do you want for it? My dad said, well, if you talk to this kid, uh, you can have all you want. So I ended up, you know, hightailing it up the mountain to meet this guy. And uh, I worked for him for free for three weeks, completely changed my life. I knew the industry was home. And uh, and then he ended up hiring me on three horror movies uh, randomly in Wisconsin. And I just kind of went from there. Fascinating. Just listening to that, I think the whole passion that you have behind, um, it just shows up. Um, thank you for sharing that. Could you sort of elaborate on who was your first mentor who brought you to the next level? If you don't mind, maybe I'll jump ahead to who has probably been the most important creative mentor in my entire career. And that would be, you know, Kenny Ortega, who is kind of the, the maestro and mastermind behind the high school musicals behind, you know, he worked with uh, Michael Jackson for 20 plus years as a creative yep. partner. Um, he's choreographed and directed ev just everybody, right? And uh, then we did the Three Descendants movies together. And he was the one who really taught me to kind of see past limit the limitations of budget and time and really dream about what a thing ought to be and then figure out how to fight for how to make that possible. So from there, I know you say that um, you work with Young people fairly new to the the whole aspect of art design, set design, and things like that. An early stage career, let's say, what would be your advice to them? Uh, uh, they, I think my advice generally to young people is to you know just to 
<clears throat> learn as much as you can about the craft and and everything that surrounds it. Like when you're doing, you know, when you start in like I did in very 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 low budget movies, you're doing a lot of everything. Um, but as you kind of as the budgets get bigger, you find, uh, you know, I used to I used to do all the the drafting, the building, finding the locations, painting everything myself. Well, now, you know, there's people in in these decent union jobs that do all of those different things. But if you're if you're hired, say, as what's called a set designer, which is really kind of in the civilian world what we call a draftsman or draftsperson, um, you know, try to not try not to just pay attention to the slot you're in, you know. Have have kind of dragonfly eyes and really suck up as much as you can about how how the industry works, how the art department works, how the design department works, um, just so you'll be uh, be much more well rounded. And the other piece of advice I would give is just to be boundlessly patient because uh, it's you can't be a hothead. It's the hours <laughs> are long. You're going to be asked to do things you think are dumb, and you may not understand how what you're being asked to do fits into the larger machine. But it does. Yeah, totally makes sense. And I, I totally completely relate to that. The whole notion of your mentoring the young mentees uh, sort of mm. concept um, and your advice. And what if, if somebody's stuck and they have difficulty just navigating the whole industry? If you had to say one thing, I know <laughs> you're on the time crunch. What would you say? You, it's a little harder to get stuck in the film business in the way I think you're talking about because the landscape is always changing so much, you know, the jobs, where you go to work, you can, you can, you can leave home in the morning and really have no idea how, what the day is going to be like. Right. And, and within, you know, within my department, which is largely called the art department, there are drafts people, there are illustrators, there are set decorators, there are props people, there are props shoppers, there are props builders, there are carpenters, painters, welders, scenic artists, like, even in even in the the world of just the scenic element of film, there are thirty, forty different sort of you know uh, job job titles. So um, you, once you once you get in as a young person and kind of get a feel for the in your first couple of projects, what the what the you know what the industry has to offer, you can move. You know, you can talk talk to the prop master and say, "Hey, I'm kind of interested in this. If you ever need somebody." And you kind of network that way and you can find your way to, you know, the place where you feel most comfortable and w- that you find most rewarding. Yeah. And and especially trying out different things, not be hesitant about doing any any sort of job that comes to hand, right? So you can try things out. Yeah. If you're, uh, pe- people will notice your eagerness, right? If, if you have an eagerness and you're dependable and uh, and you're not a crazy person, you'll work again, Right. And the not a crazy person thing is important too, yeah. Because we spend twelve, fourteen, sometimes sixteen hours a day together. You kind of have to. That goes back to maybe not being a hothead so much. Is you really have to be able to get along with people under a kind of high compression work environment with tight deadlines, and not drive each other nuts, right? Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. The last question uh, is, what do you think about the future with all the technology disrupting in the art space? What would you say the future for the industry look like? I, I think it's bright. I think, you know, it's, it's, it, it's always adapting. We're always adapting to new technologies and new challenges. 
but the, with the new challenges and technologies come amazing new possibilities, yeah. right? Like when I started in the business, visual effects weren't a thing, computer generated effects. Now, like it's a tool I have in my box and that's amazing. So I think that the future is bright. If the pandemic has taught us anything, people love movies and TV. So there's, I, I think we're just going to keep making it for, I don't know, for as long as I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I think we are almost about the end of the interview. But I, before I wrap up, um, you know, this, there is a special request uh, from my little one who is a fan <laughs> of your movies, of uh, Descendants and Zombies. So here is a question. I, I'm going to quickly play. Okay. Hi, Mark. I'm a huge fan of your work. Here's my question for you. What is your inspiration behind the set designs of Descendants and Zombies movies? Oh, that's a very that's adorable, but that's a very broad question. Um, what are the 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 inspiration? I would say for those two very different universes, kind of fantasy universes, is is it starts with empathy. It starts with trying to understand what each of those different cultures are. So, who the zombies are, what their world looks like, who the people on the Isle of the Lost are. What do they have to work with? And you just kind of build out from there. So you start with a very simple idea and just build outwards from that, right? But it starts with understand, trying to understand uh, someone different than yourself and how they would live. I hope you enjoyed our chat today. And if you want to learn more about Mark's work, visit markhoffling.com. And do not forget to tune in to our next week's episode where I'll be chatting with Chase Jarvis of Creative Life. Until then, good day, folks.